Hello, welcome to Conversation, a political podcast. This is your host, Matt, and we are here today to discuss a couple different issues. Uh, our big issues on tap are uh, the question, was Fiorina lying about Planned Parenthood in the debate? And also our comments on uh, Carson and what he had to say about a Muslim as president. And before we go to the topics, I'd like to say we have Sean here with us today. What's up, guys? We've got James. Hey, how you doing? And we got Joe. Hello. All right, so I'm going to start by reading what uh, what Fiorina said in the debate, and this is what the, where the controversy comes from. So this is her direct quote. As regards Planned Parenthood, anyone who has watched this videotape, I dare Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama to watch these tapes. Watch a fully formed fetus on the table, its heart beating, its legs kicking, while someone says we have to keep it alive to harvest its brain. So obviously, that's a quote that will definitely get an emotional response from someone. I mean, you hear that, and it sounds horrific. It sounds awful. Except, what's coming out now is that it doesn't seem like there's any kind of video out there that depicts what she's talking about. There is no video of Planned Parenthood keeping a, an aborted fetus alive to harvest the brain, and with it out on the table and everything. There's nothing like that. And this is the kind of thing that could definitely hurt her chances about lying about something that big. Yeah, um, going off on that, I'd like to say that I completely agree with Matt on this standpoint. A lot of the vid- uh, filmage that came out about this is really just interviews between um, the families and some of the managers in this. There's nothing that she described at all. Yeah, like the videos that have come out so far are, as far as I know, either entirely or mostly videos of undercover people going to talk to plan pro- Planned Parenthood representatives and higher ups, basically trying to trying to get them to uh, admit that they have done something wrong or illegal, so they can then use the videotapes to either shame Planned Parenthood or have some legal response to it. It's also a gross mi- misrepresentation if it's attempting to be a representation of um, the process of abortion. Now, again, I am a pro-life, no matter what um, type of person. Um, I think you know, under almost all circumstances. Um, I see no way to justify abortion. However, I think that comment uh, says something greater about who she is as a person because in this case, she was trying to emotionally inflame people to, you know, and it almost looked like that she was trying to shed a tear. And, you know, of course, the image that she depicted sounded um, incredibly horrifying. It sounded like you almost wanted to shed a tear with her. Um, But she's also continued to misrepresent. Um, She misrepresents uh, the financial history uh, at HP, and she's misrepresenting this. Um, So even though she's very intelligent, she's very poised, and she stands up to everyone else on stage, I'm still getting the feeling that uh, the misrepresentation uh, that she's beginning to develop uh, a reputation for is uh, leading me in a different direction. Yeah, and I I have an update to the situation also. Or not not an update as of now, but a couple days after, she was being interviewed by Chris Wallace of Fox News, and he asked, basically saying, there is no record of the video that you've mentioned. Like, what, what are you talking about here? And she basically said, I've seen the footage, and I find it amazing, actually, that all these supposed fact-checkers in the mainstream media claim this doesn't exist. They're trying to attack the authenticity of the videotape. Because, I mean, there originally there were claims, but basically it seems like the claims stem from the fact that Somebody, I believe it was within Planned Parenthood, said that they saw this happen. And instead of Fiorina saying, that's what I meant, I was recalling this description that I heard. She's saying, no, I saw this video. I know what I saw, except there's no proof that this video has ever existed. Yeah, I wouldn't even know why she would go as far to explain that. I mean, obviously she has uh, the anti... 
you know, um, she has the vote that she wants to by saying the statement. She doesn't need to go into long depths about the video, especially with that sort of reputation. I mean, you know, we all have smartphones nowadays. We can, as soon as someone says something, it's instantly captured, remembered, and researched again and again. And, you know, it's all about when you search on uh, the first Google pages sometimes with politicians. And if this is going to keep happening, um, she's going to be remembered for these instances of um, lying and obviously not sticking to her ground. Yeah. And I mean, another thing with the, with the way the media portrays things nowadays, it's, I mean, it's a lot of 30 second sound bites. They just pick a, a small snippet out of something and then they analyze it, which kind of like what we're doing right here. But that's the kind of clip that can easily be repeated over and over and over and shoved down the throats of the voters by anyone who does not support Fiorina. And it can make her look really bad, especially when there's already questions about her history at HP with something like this, where it looks like she was blatantly lying to get an emotional connection to get try to get people on her side. And, you know, here's here's the thing. This might seem at first like it's a relatively unimportant, small soundbite. Uh, you know, they all make mistakes. Uh, but this has to do with a really big issue being Planned Parenthood. And I think the problem that I have with the, the right approach to solving the Planned Parenthood issue is this. Planned Parenthood, as well as women's health issues, are very, very interconnected. They provide other services besides abortions, and I think um, people are building a straw man of what Planned Parenthood does. Now, of course, there have been statistics that are up for debate, and I'm not going to sit here and talk about the different statistics that have been offered. However, I think the question shouldn't necessarily be about emotionally enraging an entire population about something that goes on. Um, making attacks about how you're going to defund an entire organization, but maybe focusing instead on how we're going to build support for community women's health organizations. And I think in this case, um, the right continues, especially her, continues to uh, build this emotionally inflammatory uh, straw man argument and a straw man representation of this women's health system that lends to ignore everything else that goes on within it. Yeah, and I mean, on the same point, when it comes to straw man arguments and even just like a witch hunt, I mean, it seems like that's what this whole Planned Parenthood video thing is anyway, because, I mean, regardless of how you feel about Planned Parenthood as a company and what they've done in abortions and all that, from what I've read about the videos that have come out and everything, it really does seem like a witch hunt where the videos have been cut down and manipulated so that it, plan uh, it paints Planned Parenthood in the worst possible light. I mean, reading the transcripts of it, I mean, or if you watch the shortened videos that are out there from everything, it makes Planned Parenthood look like they're awful, awful people who are selling off babies for profit. But reading through the actual transcripts, that's not how it reads at all. In fact, it actually, the CEO said multiple times in the interview that they never sell babies for profit. The only money they ever ask for in return for a fetus's body is simply for the money to cover the transportation. That's it. And, you know, the thing I just want to make clear is this. Um... This is the way I feel about the video. It's doctored. Uh, we're almost 100% sure it's doctored. By definition, it's doctored. We haven't seen uh, the entire footage. Um, whether it's doctored to the point where it misrepresents uh, the entirety of Planned Parenthood or not is up for debate. Um, what I can be sure about, what I can, have always been sure about, is that my personal values tell me that it's wrong. But, again, when you go out on a hunt to take billions and billions and billions of dollars away from an organization that regardless of the statistics provides 
for women who can't afford um who can't afford other means of health you're forgetting an entire portion of the argument and that's how are you going to make sure that community based uh women's health organizations can handle this now uh, i think i've said this before and the way i feel about the way i feel about federal funding for an organization that's guilty of haggling over prices like this i think um i would never argue with the government defunding the organization however i think they do the same thing with so many of these issues and this is the thing that bothers me about um all of them particularly fiorina is they say the first day they walk into office they're going to do this fiorina says the first day i w- walk into office i'm going to make a call to my good friend Benjamin uh, Netanyahu. Netanyahu, yeah, and um, she makes all these promises about how the Iran deal is going to be torn up and how Planned Parenthood is immediately going to be defunded. Um, but every single time something like that is torn up or a call like that is made, you create a vacuum that has to be filled. And I think immediately she's she's guilty of painting a picture uh, that does incite others to go out, like like uh, Matt said previously, on a witch hunt. And we just need to be aware and cognizant of the fact that there's much more to this obviously i can't um i really everything you were saying sean was completely accurate you also have to take a look at the basis for this um the videotape that was really in question was put out by the center for medical process uh progress and uh just in case you didn't know that wasn't uh, this is an anti-abortion group so you have to really take a look at the potential bias that there's here. You know, you have the two groups, you have the people that strongly believe in this and that don't. And it's becoming a really, uh, a he said, she said. And we have to really take a look at the facts. Yeah, and for those of you who listened to my rant previously about division in America, one of the things I brought up was basically that if you're listening to some of you're reading a news story or whatever, and you're getting really angry, something's really getting you enraged about this topic, Take a look at the source. Take a look at where it's coming from. Take a look at the information because that's how the media works. They get you angry about things. You keep coming back for more. You keep anger is an emotion that keeps you coming back. And I think that's something you have to look at here. I mean, it's an organization that does not support Planned Parenthood. The entire reason that the videotapes were put out was to make Planned Parenthood look bad. So you have to take that into account when looking at what came out. And I also, I just want to bring up another quote here. We bring it back to Fiorina a little bit. This is someone from the National Review who was talking about uh, basically backing up Fiorina. And this is what he said. Fiorina's critics want to claim that because she didn't take into account these distinctions, she's just making stuff up. To this end, they've become jesuitical, I'm not sure how to pronounce that word, nitpickers, muddying the water to conceal the fact that late-term abortions offend the conscience when discussed or displayed with anything like journalistic accuracy. And that's just a segment of it. But reading the whole thing that came out, it basically sounded like he was coming from the perspective that what Fiorina described happening is true, that they basically keep babies alive on the table so they can take organs and then they kill them. And he's basically accepting that is true and saying just because we don't have the video of it doesn't mean that it isn't happening and basically saying it must be happening we just don't have the video yet to prove it and that's i mean going back to the witch hunt thing you're assuming that they're doing something wrong without any proof of it happening but it all goes down to really accountability i mean thank god i guess right i'm not put in this situation where i have to decide you know uh what course of action to take but I know, and I could probably say that Matt and I will, agree, uh, Matt and Sean will agree with me on this point, is that you have to be logical in thinking this. You know, you can't let your 
emotions or the emotions that's feed around this situation cloud your judgment. And as I always say, I don't mean to be cliche, but there's two sides of every coin. And right now we're only seeing that one side. And I think as time progresses, people are going to be more and more curious about the full effects of um, this methodology. And so we're going to see some of the positives, and I hope that it will come sooner rather than later. Now, well, with what James was saying about two sides of a coin, I actually have the second side of the coin right here in a statement from Planned Parenthood about this. They said, simply put, the video you described, as in Carly Fiorina, at the debate does not exist, and the video you are now asking people to watch is not what you claim it is. This fraudulent video is beneath a serious candidate for the presidency, and you should take it down immediately. Also, just a side note here, upon doing more research, it seems like there is a video somewhat like what was described by Fiorina, except that video is not of an abortion, it's actually from a miscarriage. So, I mean, that goes with the Planned Parenthood representative was saying, or it might have been the CEO, I'm not sure. Executive director, that's who it is. Um, basically, um, that it's being misrepresented as something it isn't to make Planned Parenthood look bad. And regardless of how you feel about abortion or Planned Parenthood, I mean, we should be legal. We should be judging everyone on the merits of the facts and not on what's been misrepresented and spread about them. Yeah. So in beginning to wrap this topic up, I think there are a couple of things that, you know, we've discovered in the past 15 minutes. And one is that allegations against all the candidates in this particular past few days against Fiorina uh, that have begun to muddy the water about Planned Parenthood beyond repair. I think no one really knows what's going on. After doctored videos, after allegations of horrifying videos that Fiorina has made, and after accusations that go on and on and on and on, um, we've learned how difficult it's been to find the truth in this situation. Um, but we also know, uh, from a detached point of view, um, that if we do discover truth in either form, number one, we need to make sure community, women's community health organizations um, step up, and two, that if some of these allegations are true, um, that federal government giving money to an organization as large as Planned Parenthood is basically saying that we approve of what you do with our money. And guess what? It's coming from everyone. It comes from every single person in the United States who pays taxes. That's where it comes from. And it goes directly to something um, uh, that most of the population, I think, would argue against being ethically correct. However, I think she's continuing to muddy the water in an issue that's incredibly important. Um, I think these allegations also speak... Uh, not just to the situation in terms of all of the GOP candidates, but also of, of her um, and her continued misrepresentations of both Planned, uh, Planned Parenthood issues, um, as well as uh, her financial history. Uh, so we definitely need to be on the lookout for all of these mis misrepresentations because the choices are going to be made faster than we know it, and we need to make sure that we find the truth. All right, and we're going to move on to the Carson's comments on a Muslim as president in a second, but before we go into that, I just want to see, since we're talking about Planned Parenthood, I want to see what you guys think. Just a simple question. Do you believe that Planned Parenthood should be defunded? I'd say yes. Um, I'd say we need to get more research in it first, but my initial opinion is yes. Yeah, I'd absolutely agree yes, and then the follow-up to that is do you think it's worth shutting down the government over? Yes, I, I, I absolutely think, because this is an issue um, that we haven't seen the actual truth in, and I think someone needs to find the truth. This is not any other budget issue. Uh, this is an issue that has to do with lives. Um, lives not only of babies, but, and I'm going to call them babies on purpose because I think that's exactly what they are, 
but also the lives of so, so, so many women. I, I would love to be as optimistic as Sean is, but it's tough to get the information that we want. There's always going to be someone that's a little biased or someone that's going to get paid off or something with a, an agenda um, to spew more lies or, you know, as my friend was saying, muck up the water. It's going to be those muckrakers and it's going to be tough to find the truth. So at this point, it's, I think research is always going to be inconclusive. Yeah. Well, I have to say, I support them being defunded. And honestly, I kind of feel like the videos are a bit of a red herring here. I think regardless of what the videos say, they should, be, they should still be defunded because I cannot morally in good conscience support an organization that does abortions. And I don't think it's right for the U.S. government to put a rubber stamp on that and say, we approve of this, even if it is legal. And if their videos do turn out to be true or whatever, if if they're selling babies and body parts and all that, then there should be legal recourse against that. And, uh, yeah, I think we've pretty much covered everything there on Planned Parenthood and Fiorina, at least for now. I'm sure there'll be more to come on that later. Uh-huh, definitely. But uh, oh, we'll jump into the second thing here, which is Carson. So for those who don't know, on Sunday, last Sunday, he was on TV and was answered. He was asked about what he feel or if he feels that religion has something to do with the presidency like it does it have an impact and he said yes and then he was asked basic or he actually wasn't asked he voluntarily said that he would not be okay putting a muslim in the white house because he does not think that their beliefs coincide with the beliefs of the american people and with the constitution of the united states and then since then he said that he would support a muslim president if they denounce sharia law of course that's not what he said at first though of course um Obviously, we have to take a look at the initial uh, stance that he took upon it. And it was really is, uh, if I can get a quote, um, the, the question was, do you believe that Islam is consistent with the Constitution? No, I do not. And he follows uh, to say that he would never approve of an Islam being the head of the country. And that's really something that we have to take on head front. I mean, those are bold words to say. Yeah. And I think, but that also speaks to his character. He's always been a proponent of the idea that we're too PC. So he's coming out and saying something that's absolutely not PC. I mean, that's one of the things he said with his campaign is that he's not here to be PC. He's here to say what he wants to say. And if he gets elected president while saying that, so be it. But I also think the issue becomes very convoluted. And my feelings towards it are very, very, very convoluted. Um, on one hand, my, on one hand, my heart tells me that he did the wrong thing, that uh, he shouldn't have said something like that. And because we don't know what, because oftentimes faith doesn't play that large of a role in the presidency. And I think somebody running for president of the United States um, would definitely make sure to always support the values of the American people, because that's part of the job. You always, that's part of the job. And you, you're always sure, uh, you always want a president who's going to make sure that they're going to their values are going to coincide with America. So, you know, that's the other hand. Uh, so on the other hand, I feel that he's saying something that is in part um, is rational. Sharia law, some of the things said under Sharia law are definitely not, don't coincide with the with American values. And I think many, many people would have objection, objections to it. Politically, however, I think it was a mistake. I think that no matter how much he wants to, he, he wants to uh, denounce the idea of political correctness, um, realistically, I think it's going to kill him. So yeah, there are those two feelings, uh, uh, you know, on one hand, that he did the wrong thing, that faith doesn't always play a huge role in the presidency, and that we should allow whoever the American people select to be put in the office of the president. But on the other hand, 
um, I feel that his feelings towards Sharia law make complete sense, that we need to make sure we've chosen somebody who is always going to fight for American values. And I think Sean's absolutely correct there. And I honestly, with what Carson said, may have been a little bit insensitive, maybe not phrased correctly, but I think he absolutely had a point. And I mean, in my in our American government class, we actually talked about this. And the vast majority of the people in the class basically said they can see where he's coming from and they can see that he might have a point there, which is basically that in, as far as I know, basically Islam, I don't know the specifics, but from what I know, uh, Muslims believe that when they, when they follow the Quran, they have to follow it basically to the letter. And Sharia law is part of that. And Sharia law has some really, really barbaric and sinister things in it. And in a lot of the countries that still follow it, or a place like ISIS that, as far as I know, follows it, there's really, really barbaric behavior that absolutely contradicts the meaning behind the Constitution. And I think, I mean, Carson has a point there. Do we want somebody in our presidency who maybe doesn't support women having rights? Is that okay? Um, I definitely agree with Matt. It's, it's something that needs to be addressed. But as for a political move, I, I mean, I'm... I'm optimistic enough to say that this will resonate with uh, voters in a very good way because a lot of people are timid when it comes to the topic of Muslims. And uh, they're very, to say bluntly, they're, they're afraid of what can happen in society, especially from a pl place of political power. Um, actually, on CNN, I think as of a few hours ago, um, they were able to confirm um, somewhat of... How the public was reacting to his comment. They said that uh, he was able to raise over $1 million within the 24 hours following the CNN debate on September uh, 16th, which was interesting enough to say the fact is, is that, you know, money's still coming in. Well, th that was before he made the comment, though, because he made the comment on Sunday, which was a couple of days after the debate. No, this was after these. Oh, actually, yes, it was. Um. But the actual quote from the article is the retired neurosurgeon said he raised one million within 24 hours following the CNN debate on September 16th and that donations had poured in after remarks he made over the weekend about Islam and the presidency. Yeah. Um, I read this article before we started and my feelings towards it were this. I think, first of all, um, as far as I can tell, we have nothing to compare uh, the numbers to and they're very vague numbers. Uh, just because he's continuing to get support doesn't mean that... Yeah, continuing to get support could be a, a dollar, it could be a hundred thousand dollars, it could be more yeah, than he and, got before. I mean, and, we don't as, know. And, and as far as I know, his uh, support from before could have been very, very strong financially uh, sound support and those could be the same supporters that have been giving him money all along. And those supporters are the ones who want him uh, to capitalize on his no PC rule. Um, but also, I, I just want to point out one thing. Um, yeah, so he revised his comments. The way I feel towards this is that the first thing that comes out of your mouth is the thing that you mean. And he came out later and revised it because I think he realized that politically this would have both a poor and a good reaction, but also a very, very poor reaction. So he wanted to clarify his comment. Um, but as part of the clarification, other than his comments about support for a Muslim president if they denounced Sharia law, um, which makes a lot more sense, um, the other comment was this. He has problems supporting Muslim candidates because there is no central authority within the Islamic faith. And I could completely understand where he was coming from in this case, because part of the problem with uh, mass religions like this, especially one that is so prominent worldwide, is that there is no central authority to say this, what we did was wrong. So in the case of the Catholic Church, we all go to Catholic school, we're part of the Catholic Church. 
In the Catholic Church, we can denounce the things that have been expressed by people who claim that they're supporting the Christian faith or doing things out of their Christian faith, whereas in the Muslim faith, there's no one to do that. And Carson acknowledged that there are people out there who denounce all of the violent beliefs um, that the Muslim faith adopts. But he said, still, until that day when there's a central authority or when there's someone there to say that what we've done is wrong, and then he has trouble supporting the faith because he thinks we need someone there in the center. Um, just like the Christian church during the Crusades, there's someone there to say um, that there were mistakes made, that we don't necessarily think this, is, this was the right thing to do. Yeah. I think Sean absolutely brings up a great point there, and I personally don't know enough about Islam to comment on that. But I do want to play a little bit of devil's advocate to myself and what I said in the last comment, which is this. So Carson said he wouldn't support a president being Muslim. But the thing is, like, if, if we had a president who was Muslim, that would mean he would have had to be democratically elected. Mm -hmm. The majority of the country would have exactly. supported him, which yeah. means if the majority of the country has supported him enough to want him to be president, then his values must align somewhat with the American exactly. people. Yeah. And if uh, another thing is that if the American people voted willingly, democratically, and with a majority for somebody who did not support the Constitution and wanted to go against constitutional values— what does that say? I mean, does that say that the American people don't support the Constitution anymore? I mean, where does that leave us? It brings up an interesting conundrum. Also, I want to talk uh, br briefly about what Sean said about um, his previous comment. We have to remember that when you're talking about Muslim uh, and the whole just religion of, uh, of Islam. Um, Islam as a whole, there's really two denominations. You have the Shia and the Sunni. Essentially, I think... Um, most people, when they're talking about it, they really group it as a whole, and it's a generalization. But his comment before um, was very too ambiguous, to say the least. I think um, Sean was mentioning before that his previous, uh, his latest comment was for a point of clarification, but also for a political move to help, you know, cover up some of the damage that was been done. But I think it could have also been a, a point of clarification. He wanted to make sure which group he was talking about and making sure that the American people were understanding what was coming out of his mouth. Because this is a very in-depth religion, and it's hard for us to understand. Like we mentioned, we're both Catholic kids here. It's yeah. sometimes a foreign language to us. Yeah, and to back up what James said, I mean, when it comes to Islamists, you have everybody from ISIS and Saudi Arabia who do awful, awful things to your average person on the street who's just like us. And the same thing goes for a religion like Christianity. I mean, Christianity, you've got people like us who are Catholics hey, who... Us. Yeah, it's us, James. Hey. Who sometimes are more moderate on things. And I mean, in Christianity, we've even got, as far as I know, Obama's Christian. And then you've also got the Westboro Baptist Church, which is basically a hate group. It's all grouped under the same umbrella and... That's the problem when using generalities like that, is that he, in his original comment, he very, he, uh, very well may have meant to say radical Islamists, people who wouldn't denounce Sharia law, who would try to put in Sharia law. But because he used a broad term of just Muslims, mm -hmm. that's a comment that could really come back to bite him and also leave uncertainty in the hearts of many voters. But I also think that, again, uh, speaking of straw mans, uh, I think he was making a straw straw man representation of the the muslim i think in this case he was generalizing qualities about the muslim faith that he in that particular statement implied applied to all 
And I think in this particular case, we need to recognize this. Being a Muslim doesn't necessarily say, mean that your values are always going to fall in line uh, with Islamic values. And I think just like Christians, there are points of contention that we have with our own faith. Um, but I think ultimately, our personal values aren't defined by the religion that we're a part of, but are defined by our actions. And I think there are plenty of Muslim people in this country that define themselves to be very, very good people, whereas there are other Muslims internationally we can't ignore um, that define their values very, very, very well, well, but in a very, very poor sense, that they think that the right thing to do um, is to terrorize. Um, but we have to keep in mind that ultimately we're not defined by our religion, we're defined by what we do. Um, going off on that, I know we're having a little limited time here, but I just want to talk about the fact is, is that, you know, there's a huge difference between, I mean, perspective wise, I can even say between Muslims that are in, let's just say, cause I know Waterbury has a good percentage of them, Muslims in the United States versus Muslims in here, because we have a different impression because of the environment that's known, you know, we have the terrorist groups, we have all that. And, um, it's crazy to talk about, um, Muslim is such a broad term, and especially, you know, since whenever we hear that word, we think of terrorists, which is not a good thing. And I think we need to be more specific. And I think that it's great that Ben Carson was able to make that step forward, be more specific and show what he's going to say. Yeah. And I think, I mean, while what Carson said may come back to bite him, I think it was a very true statement. And I mean, I think it's good that he said it and it's good to get, it's good to get things like that out there. And I think with that, we've pretty much covered all of the topics around Carson. And we'll have to see how that plays out. And before we let you go, I also I just want to make an announcement about the podcast in general. We are going to be, we're having a new schedule we're going to try out. We're going to see if we can stick to it. And obviously, we're going to be very busy, so we won't be able to do it every time. But our goal is to be able to release on every Sunday. We'll release a 30-minute podcast like this discussing some kind of an issue or a debate, if there was just a debate. On Tuesdays, we'll try to have a 20-minute podcast, which will be a candidate spotlight, just talking about one candidate in the election. And on Thursdays, we're going to be having rants, which will be one person for 10 minutes, just talking about something that is on their mind that day. So uh, hopefully we'll, we'll look forward to having you guys listen to all of those. And from everyone here at Conversational Political Podcast, uh, thank you for listening. Don't forget to build a wall. <laughs> thank you, Trump. <laughs>